I just enjoy my Sunday mornings on the podcast with you talking about the gaming news and infrastructure and ecosystem. I just love that. Well, that's the thing. It's like, we're never going to be as big as Joe Rogan, but it's okay because we both have hair. everyone welcome to episode 10 of cheat codes aren't cheating that's right we're in double figures i am yorkshire bob and joined by my host sam say hello hello my name is duck mcr i really thought for a second you were going to go into some really offensive racist accent i the, the it was there i was going to but then realized podcast going out on platforms can't get cancelled we're just hitting double digits Yes, it's episode 10, man. Fair enough, you've only been here for like three of them. But it's episode 10, man. Well, if it's four. I think you've been here for like five now, to be fair. I think it was only a couple yeah, episodes. Yeah, I think I'm like half there. on what you've done. Yeah, because I am the real OG. That's why I poo a lot. Um, did you notice tonight in the fact that we went straight into the racist accent thing, but now we've got to do our intros because it'd have been a lovely way to say going from one person doing a racist accent to somebody else. Doing a racist I mean, Italian I can one. do a racist accent if you no! want. No! But... No, Sam! I already have it. I already have it bad enough at the fact that I thought it was funny. Do you know the comedian Bobby Lee? Yes. When he does a thing with his mate on that podcast, we're like, Ham, Bobby, Mom! It's like, I find that oh, hilarious. Yeah. Alfie repeats that now. He goes, I'm Bobby, Mom! And I'm like, Alfie, no! And I'm like, but then I'm secretly like, Alfie, <laughs> keep doing like it. Why do you South Park character right now? <laughs> <laughs> because my nose is blocked. Get up, Fennis! Hey there! Oh, no, no, no. We're not starting that. We're not starting that I'm, again. I'm Mickey Mouse. Oh, 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 leave the call. And you're watching. Cheat codes aren't cheating. I didn't say that. I said she was fucking goofy. That kills Sam every time. Every time! Yuck! Boys, stay on That's the way I like to yuck! You better not yuck my wife, you son of a bitch! It's a podcast coming to We were meant to be about gaming news, and now it's fucking a conversation between Goofy and fucking Mickey. <laughs> I've got problems. Um, but yeah, so... Because actually, in everyone's friend, friendly neighborhood favorite gaming podcast, uh, aside from them like few hundred thousand that are above us on Spotify, Google, and Apple. But I like us sometimes. I think we're all right. Yeah, you think we're all right. You, 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 sometimes you don't think we're all right, and that's why you don't turn up for five episodes. But. That's because you asked me to get up at 10 o'clock in the fucking morning. No, I don't. I asked you to get up at half past fucking nine so we can get everything ready for 10 o'clock just for us to then go live at 10 and nothing hey, be hey, fucking hey, ready. Hey. Let's let's not get into a, dis uh, a dispute in this relationship right now. I've been good the last few weeks. I am waking up well within the time and it's fine. Yeah. You, you've, now eat, you've now balanced your check. You missed five, you're here for five. Call it a win. 
I, sh- I think we should just call it a reset. Like mm. now we're in double digits. The single digits there, we don't speak of those. It's now te- double well, digits. Well, no, because that means now you can miss 50 episodes and be fine. And then when we hit 100, I'm it's triple digits and you can reset. And then you can miss five fucking hundred. I'm very ambitious for how many episodes of this we're going to do. Uh, we'll be five 40. Five podcasts and it's still a running joke. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm not missing 50 because you will not let me live it down until the day I die. On my gravestone, it will be... Father, son, husband didn't turn up to 55 fucking podcasts. Can we just take a minute to appreciate the, the, the fact that 50 podcasts in were nearing the two-year mark? Because it's every two weeks and there's 52 weeks in a year. Shit. I know. We started this podcast in February, Sam. Your face. Fuck. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> and we've learned nothing since. The first episode is still our most successful. Probably because people joined out of morbid curiosity and thought, that shit, I'm having nothing to do with that. And then they heard the snippet of Dommy Mobby Dog Food and was like, I'm definitely not fucking going back for that. Yeah, we've been doing this since February. We've been doing this for seven Fuck months. You know. And I think, you know what, I think we're having a good run of it so far. First podcast. You know what? Not a complete disaster. I don't disaster. care if we make it. I just enjoy my Sunday mornings on the podcast with you talking about the gaming news and infrastructure and ecosystem. I just love that. Well, that's the thing. It's like, we're never going to be as big as Joe Rogan. But it's okay, because we both have hair. And like I'm with you. I'm just quite happy getting up stupid o'clock on a sunday even though it's saturday we've probably done something stupid and then sitting there chewing the fat for a couple hours giving you guys the gaming news you deserve chatting shit along the way admitting to shameful kinks and making goofy and mickey porn Uh (laughs) stop stop it you'll kick me off right so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bring us to this next segue to our docket docket mario the voice actor for mario charles martinet 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 whatever i'm dyslexic i don't read these things you usually do the introductions but you keep doing goofy and mickey porn so no i don't (laughs) he is finally uh saying goodbye to his um his character of Mario. He's no longer going to be doing the, the voice after 30 or nearly 30 years of being the voice. That's because, as we can all agree, we all know it. Chris Pratt's just better. Oh. I still haven't watched the Mario movie. Honestly. So I can't, like, justify Chris, or I can't, speak to I can't it. say Chris Pratt. I have to say Chris Pratt. It's so annoying. But Chris Pratt... He's not better than Charles Martinet at all. Charles Martinet is in the movie. He plays his father. But he's an old guy. The movie's brilliant. That's what I was going to say. The movie is fantastic. I was pleasantly surprised with it. Him, Charlie Day as Luigi, uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Obviously, Jack Black as Bowser. You can't go wrong with that film. But stick it to the topic at hand. Charles Martinet has been at this a long-ass time. 
he he voiced the moustached hero in dozens of them from Super Mario 64 in 1996. He's been doing the voice of Mario nearly as long as I've been alive. No. Right. Can I just as admit something? I've been alive. For the longest time when I was a kid, I thought the 64 was the year it came out. But when I found out it came out <laughs> at that year, I was like, that don't fucking, I, don't, I didn't realise it was because it was 64-bit games. <laughs> I was like, or on the Nintendo 64. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think it was called the Nintendo 64 because it was the evolution to 64-bit games, wasn't it? I, th- I believe that's why, anyway. Yeah. But I was actually going, fucking hell, Mario Kart's been around ages. <laughs> and then it wasn't until a, a very fair point after, and I was like, oh, fuck me, I'm stupid. For other reasons as well, not just that, but that one's the only one that's relevant at the minute. Um, but yeah, no, he's been going a while, I, bless him. Yeah, he's been going a while. He is a monumental voice, and I don't reckon that we'll lose him forever. I reckon that he will show up in other things. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it's everyone, but this this is the thing. Just on a bright, broader sense you find a lot of these older voice actors for games, movies, anime, cartoons that have been doing the voice for so long finally giving up or retiring because they've done it for the last 30 odd years and you've got to like give them some props because they've been at something for doing the same thing for 30 fucking years. Yeah. But I mean Whereas he's not he's not going straight now. away, which is nice. He has got no. a couple of things going like he's still got Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door, and Luigi's Mansion 2 coming in twenty twenty four. So we have got some stuff next year with him still that will be kind of his send off by the looks of things. But I mean he's done I'm looking through his IMDB now, he's done stuff like Dragon Ball and stuff like that. He does oh, um Yeah. He does Magenta in Dragon Ball Super and stuff like that. So He's still going to be about, he's still going to be doing voice acting work. It's just going to be less less prominent roles. It's not going to be, like you called him, the moustached hero himself. It's just it's just on the CNN thing, yeah. <laughs> the article that I'm reading. I think you should do, uh, if you ever shave your beard, you should go with like a Mario moustache. If I ever do, I will do it, okay? You Thank heard it you. here first, folks. When I shave the beard, the moustache is staying, and I'm doing a Mario. Yes. Yahoo! But yeah, so apparently he's... Oh, I didn't even realise he did the voice of the dragon, like the big bad dragon in Skyrim. Wait, Charles Martin is Alduin. Oh, no. no uh, Parthenax. Oh, I love Parthenax! I would kill every human to save Parthenax. Every player for I, I didn't realise that. Me neither. I did not realise that. I I, I, I want to see if he was the one who did uh, Uncle Mario in... Um, what's it called? Assassin's Creed 2. Is he Sammy Mario? He does that in... I don't think so. I'm looking through IMDb now, and I just see Mario, 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 and then one name sticks out. (laughs) Imagine that. I've played a small moustache plumber, the colour pink, and a dragon. What a guy. But yeah, no, so he's he's still going to be about, according to Nintendo, he's now going to be what they call an ambassador. Now, Charles Martinet himself has said he has no idea what that means, which is good, because neither do we. 
But from what I can tell by reading it, it's just going to be a case of everything he does. It's going to be a, oh, but he's the face of Nintendo. It's a bit like, no, when you get a job and in your employment contract, it says, just so you know, everything you do outside of work reflects your work. So live to an example. Basically, he's still yeah. bound by that. He's just not getting paid anymore. But at the, I mean, at at the his end age, of the day, does he fucking need it? You know what? He's probably, so, he's probably sorted. He's probably set for yeah, I mean, he, he's been doing it for 30 years. He's probably the voice of the most known video game character in the world. He's been doing it since 1964, Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's he, he's got to be set for life in the way of financial, but the fact that he's still staying on and being a ambassador for... Like will become a Mario ambassador, so hopefully he kind of keeps whoever takes on the role further and keeps them in check to fall yeah. in line with it and doesn't change it to be something that it's not, which I'm happy for good job for him for going for nearly thirty years absolute legend um and yeah. I can't wait to see what the new voice actor does. It's going to be identical or a slight change, but well, that, I that, can't wait to see what happens. The, that's the thing. It's like there's so many other voice actors out there that are so resilient that can copy what he does. It's like it's like it's like when you look at Sonic the Hedgehog, the amount of changes Sonic the Hedgehog's had through the years, voice actors wise, but they've all kind of stuck to the same thing, but put their own spin on it. And every time people yeah. say, "Oh no, the 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 voice actor's gone. It's never gonna be the same again," and then the new game comes it's, out and no one gives a fuck. It ties into a conversation topic from last podcast with the voice actor for Zoval. No one is going to be able to take over perfectly Zoval's voice because Lance Riddick's was so iconic yeah. to the character. But Keith but David's fucking G. Keith David, <laughs> he's going to do his own spin on it, and I think it's going to be fucking yeah. fantastic. And it's, it's one of those that the original actor can step away but someone else steps into their feet, their shoes, sorry, steps into their feet. Sounds like some like cannibal horrific. Only on OnlyFans. <laughs> Only feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's good. But I reckon we should go to the next page on the docket. No, I don't want to. Yep, no. we're doing it. Fine. Otherwise, we will be talking so... about Mario for two fucking hours. Next. It's sad news. The way we've let we've done this, we've left the happy topic to last. This is I've left one after the unity topic, Sam, so we can let, end on a lighter note. But the next can you, topic, can you DM me what one that is so I can rearrange my uh, URLs? No, I'm going to keep your toes. Um, so the next one is sad news. Volition are shutting down. Well, they've been shut down by Embracer off the back of the nightmare that was the latest Saints Row game. Which is kind of sad. But at the same time, the last Saints Row game was fucking appalling. I streamed that bag of shit. (laughs) I never played um, the latest Saints Row. But I have played 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. And if I'm honest, it kind of went from good to better 
to three being my favorite. Oh, honest three to God, was great. Three was by far my favorite, and I will be going back and playing that again. But it just it does seem like it it has had a downfall. Like they progressed it and they progressed it so fast. How do they come back from it? Oh, we'll start again from the beginning, and they just didn't do it right. It is yeah. sad that the company's being shut down, but. I mean, at the end of the day, they made Red Faction, which hasn't been relevant anything in a decent long time. for ages. And Saints Row, if those are the t- only two things, then only two like platform games titles that they've done. Yeah. It's no wonder that Violation's coming down, but I do feel sorry for the... I, I, the, I the feel crew. sorry for all the employees. Like I never, I never want to see anyone out of work, and it's always sad when it happens, even with the people made Gollum, as bad as that game was. It sucks to see a game studio that does have potential just because they've had one bad run just get drowned. But the thing this... is, though, that's just what it's like in this day and age. I'm pretty sure if the remaster of Saints Row came out way back when, we would have thought it was okay. But we're living in a generation where Twitter and Reddit and everything is such a big, big part of it. Yes, yeah. the game was bad, but if something gets review bombed, it gets review bombed like like a hotel getting yeah. Yelp bombed. And then it goes from this prestigious place all the way down yeah, to something there's, there's that no, no one ever no, wants to touch. no recovery after that. No. You can't like, come back from it. I've played, unfortunately... I've played every Saints Row. One is very dated. Two will forever be my favourite just because it was amazing. Three lent more into the wacky side of things, but in a healthy amount. It was GTA 5 online with all the updates before yeah, basic, it's fucking time, basically, in, my, yeah. in my opinion. But I think that, I think GTA did it smart by staying grounded, and then the minute Saints Row died, like, it was aged. We're like, right, everything they did, I'm going to add it now. Because everyone's yeah. like, well, Saints Row's dead, so I'm going to go play it on GTA instead. But... 3 was great. I enjoyed 3. 3 was my first entry to the series. It was the first one I ever played. 4, I have a love-hate relationship with. I hated the story. Yeah. The gameplay was great. However, it was playing it didn't make me feel like I was playing a Saints Row game. It made me want to go play Prototype. Yes. Which, wh- sure. which was my main complaint. It wasn't a Saints Row game anymore. But it wasn't a, inherently a bad game. It just wasn't really a. It wasn't a good Saints Row game, but it was a good game. Um, and then five felt like everything they'd done in three stripped back to basics. It felt like play. It felt like playing a, a 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 year old game. Which the, the fact wasn't is, good. F- th- uh, five for me was how people perceived uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. See, no, because Borderlands, the pre-sequel, I feel like they took what 2 did and built upon it, whereas I don't feel like they built on anything with 5. Oh, I'm just meaning, like, the critiques that pre-sequel got, like, oh, why are we paying for this? It should have just been a DLC, not, like, a completely full-fledged game. 5, for me, felt like that. After 2, 3, and 4, yes, 4 was a bit meh, it's good, but it's bad. Yeah. But I mean, to me, height, the height of Saints Row was three. The story was incredible. The stuff yeah. that you could do it, 
doing it was incredible and it was fun and then it just kept on lacking in something after that like they put all their chips on three and oh how are we gonna go up against our own game and they just couldn't deliver on it which is the thing is what you've got to bear in mind is the year that released we got elden ring Plague Tale Requiem, Ragnarok, Bayonetta 3, Stray, Ghostwire Tokyo, Marvel Midnight Suns, Forbidden West, Gran Turismo 7, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That's just to name a few. Pokemon Legends Arceus, Dying Light 2, Vampire Survivors, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Return to Monkey Island, Monster Hunter Rise. There were so many more competitive games out there than what Saints Row 5 was. And my issue with Saints Row 5, I know it's completely different gameplay styles, the story and content in Saints Row 5, or just Saints Row, as it was called, it had less in its entire game than what Witcher 3 added in one of its DLCs, like in its smallest DLC. Yeah, and that, to me, when you're paying they... full price for something like that, you best make sure that it's, if even if the gameplay is shit, that the story's there, and the story wasn't there yeah. either. I think it was a total of like 11 missions or some shit, and that was it. It was shorter than a COD campaign. But on a wider thing, I'm sorry to say it, but that is the way that all game, well, most games seem to be going now. It is. They seem to be like trying to go less away from story and just give you, oh, open world gameplay. But I'm sorry, but the games that really did it well, like The Witcher with the open world in 3, um any mmorpg out there that is still going compared to all of these other single player titles i'm sorry but the story is what makes it which is why which is why bethesda are so popular even with the complaints about starfield with that's with that having its recent release you can't deny bethesda when it comes to storytelling and world building and stuff like that they are they bring their A game almost every time. The only time they really didn't was Fallout 76, because but that was a design choice. It wasn't that it was shit. They just didn't add that big of a story. But when they got the backlash, what did they do? They went and fucking added one. That's the thing. It's like they've learned from their mistake. They put a game out thinking that, oh, we can compete with all the other MMOs out there. It didn't hit because they missed the key component. Like, I'm sorry, but video games for decades now they have been designed around a story which is what pulls us in to play the games and if you're releasing a game hoping that the story like a lack of story but the introduction of all these gameplay mechanics and stuff in an open world or linear game yeah if you're hoping that the that sort of stuff is to carry it and the story isn't there to carry it anymore I'm sorry, but you're destined to fail because we want story. We want to immerse ourselves into a fantasy world, whether it be spacey or elvish, medieval, magic, whatever. We want a story to come with that. And if you're providing games that don't have a good story to it, I'm sorry, but you are destined to fail and I've got no sympathy for it. Unless you've got flawless gameplay. Like the like the one one game that I can say, or like this whole series of games, because they are kind of semi open world. The Dark Souls and Elden Ring, because like, you can sort of freely explore them worlds as you want. Um, them games, 
they don't have much of a like a, a set story in their games there is one but it's not much but there's so much lore out there which you can go out your way to learn but with them sort of games it is about that gameplay loop but the difference is that gameplay loop that they offer is very specific to their brand and that's what people buy for whereas you see people like ubisoft which they've got fucking terrible for it assassin's creed and far cry two of my all-time favorite franchises at least they were back when they were in prime you look at them now when they started it was like great it's a cool story especially when you go into like assassin's creed 2 brotherhood even revelations for all a lot of people dislike that revelations story was pretty cool you look I liked at, Revelations. If I did. I know a lot of people didn't, but I quite did. The same with 3. I quite liked Assassin's Creed 3. A lot of people didn't. Oh, that got shafted. A lot of people didn't like that game, but it's that and Unity have had the same sort of thing where people hated on it so much, but then they've sort of revisited later down the line and people are like, you know what? This game isn't that bad. But what Ubisoft used to do then is they had an open world and the open world was cool. But they also had an overarching story with characters you gave a shit about. Mm. Same with Far Cry. Far Cry 3. Far Cry 2 is outstanding. And fair enough, you didn't have a lot of character development in your own character. But the story to Far Cry 2 was amazing. Like, the whole thing about it, Far Cry 2, 3, 4. I never played 1 because I think 1 was only on PC. I never had access to it. I I played 1 and the story on that, it wasn't as developed as, say, Far Cry 3. Uh, it had a good story with good gameplay mechanics. Yeah. It was a very good game. It's I've probably dated now, but somewhere. For, it, for when it came out, it was probably outstanding. But where yeah. Ubisoft were at that point in time, it was, let's build a cool world and a cool story. Yeah, we'll take some stuff. We'll, we'll start, step back a bit on the story to get more into the world, but we'll, we'll have that balance. And I feel like the way Ubisoft have gone now is, we can throw them whatever the fuck we want. Let's just give them side quests a game and give them an open world which doesn't work i think it's also not just with far cry the later ones but with a lot of games now they heavily rely on real life actors that we all know and love yes to carry the game franchise as well because you've obviously got far cry 6 with yeah yeah You've got Death Stranding with Daryl Dixon from well, Walking well, Dead. You've got Norman Reed, you've got Mads Mickelson. But the yeah, thing is, I'll got... give it I'll give it to Hideo Kojima though. For all that game, a lot of people say he's a walking simulator. That one isn't a case of they've been lazy. That is just a design choice because Hideo Kojima never does things the way people just expect it to be done straight and narrow. He has a way of doing his games and he always pulls something off, which is why a lot of people have oh. said is, yes, Death Stranding is boring as fuck in the first five, six hours, but once you get into it, it builds upon itself. It's pretty good. Just on Death Stranding. Yes. The fact that they, it was kind of like a walking simulator, but the fact that they're now bringing out a Death Stranding 2 as well, which is going to be hitting us in like 2024, 25 the fact that they're continuing on from it yes the first game wasn't bad hopefully they take what they did bad in the first game or what was perceived to be bad work on it because i'm sorry but death stranding the first game visibly beautiful and the story when you get past the whole walking is amazing great and the fact is that it's just one tiny mechanic of the game or the design of the game that let it down in a sense yeah 
then hopefully in the new one they work on it and that's kind of what saints rose had to do or what far cry have had to do i mean yeah. far cry 3 beautiful game loved yeah. every single second of it with Voss and the fact of the tattoos and yeah and just like the iconic Honestly, that you want to know the definition of insanity that is that lives in my head rent free that now that is do. iconic like, i've seen people get that actually put onto their actual real life arms and it looks so fucking cool yeah but but this is a thing like going back to the actual topic though i do agree with what you mean like They've sort of they've just thrown an empty open world at us. They've taken a step back on the story, and their only thought with the story is, well, we've got this big name that's going to help pull us through it. That's why games like obviously we've had, like you said, six with Giancarlo Esposito. Um, we've had what else have we had recently? Call of Duty is when they were using people like Kit Harrington and Kevin Spacey. Those were some of the worst campaigns they ever had in their games. Yeah, the gameplay multiplayer fine. The story shit. Um, Only time I think that it's been done well, and I, it's a game that you and I both talk about on a regular basis. Is it a game we're going to be talking also, about today? Uh, potentially. <laughs> um, Cyberpunk with using Keanu Reeves as the poster boy for Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, at launch it was bad with all the bugs, but that it, once you've fixed all the bugs, having him as the poster boy... Yeah. It worked well, so. The, the thing is, the thing is well. with Cyberpunk, we can kind of forgive them for for launch. At least I think we can, because they tried something new. They tried building their own engine, didn't work. They've fixed it now. The new update's coming out later this later this week, I believe, which we'll talk about later on in the podcast. But they've decided, yeah, it was a mistake. It didn't work. Next game, we're just going to use Unreal. We're not going to try anything fancy. But when it comes to the actual story and world building. They didn't compromise that for the fact that they had Keanu Reeves or the fact that they've no. got Idris Elba in the DLC. As far as we're aware, I, anyways, I, it's not out yet. But I, think, you know. I genuinely think that not using him as a poster boy just does that face that everyone loves because John Wick was such a big thing yeah. when it was announced and everything. But the fact that they had him in there and it wasn't just a brief cameo of like, hi, I'm Keanu Reeves, but not really. Yeah. He was... He was in the game. He was in the he story was a consistent so aspect, deeply. Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't just, we're going to use you to make our game bigger. Yeah. We're going to use you because you're a great voice actor and a great person and people love you. And we're going to, we're going to mold someone around you. And they've done it very well. And it's, it's one of those really back to the topic of don't build round either the name of the game or a big figure face within the celebrity world give us story because that's what we buy the games for we want to immerse ourselves in whatever fantasy universe it is and enjoy it when our favorite characters die we want to feel heartache and pain yeah and when we see like we defeat the big bad at the end of the game that we've built up over not four to six hours worth though we're talking 40 plus hours yeah playing the game we want to have that final sigh of relief that it's over and we've killed the big bad or we've upgraded our car and we've won that final race in the in racing games that's what we want and the fact that saints row didn't give really us no they in the in the nicest way possible they really did just play on their own name 
they yeah. played to their name because it was a big thing years previous and they couldn't deliver something that was going to grip us and i feel as we said feel sorry for the people that worked for saints row development team and all that but it's kind of you've made your bed yeah and you've now got a lie in it but i wish the employees that have now or will be losing their jobs I hope you find work in other development studios or whatever career you go off to. Well, I have heard something in the grapevine about that. I don't know how true it is, but there is some rumours going around that the people who are losing their jobs from Volition that are on the Saints Row team are making their own independent game studio. Now, I would be curious to see if this is true, and then if they do put another Saints Row game out, I'd be curious to see if it's good, because that would be the deciding factor of if it was the developers that were bad or if Volition made them do this. Yeah, whether it's the higher up saying just stick to this, stick to this and we'll be all golden or yeah. the devs were like, okay, we're going to do what we usually do because it's worked in the past. Yeah. And the thing is, it has worked in other places. Like I'll just mention Palia. That is a company build up of ex-WOW employees yeah. that had left the company because of all of the allegations and yeah. lawsuits and stuff, they left to make their own thing. And they haven't just made a WoW 2.0. They've gone off, they've made their own thing. Yeah. And you know what? It is a good game. Well, you so look, you see it, it everywhere, though. It's like if you look at the fact that Telltale's returned, that is mostly the old employees of Telltale. Of When the business went bust, they all came together and said, I'm not ready to give this up yet. Should we give it another shot? And they went and rebuilt New Telltale. And we've, but whilst learning from all the issues that made Telltale fall initially, like they fixed the whole working conditions issue, or at least we've not heard any complaints about them, so I'm hoping they have. So, in that regard, I'm really hoping that they do learn from the mistakes, they do build back up, people keep in work, because I don't want to see anyone unemployed, you know what I mean? No. The fact is, these are all games and companies that we've grown up with, with like, saints row we all yeah. played it or you and i have at least played oh, yeah. it if you've not played of it and you've heard of it you've seen stuff of it yeah exactly it was like the wacky gta uh, cousin yeah like it... no one no one has felt any cooler than you do jump it like even just the trailer for it when it was the VTOL spinning around shooting people it was playing power by kanye west yes that trailer was fucking iconic or it's the uh the cat I can't remember what Genki. the cat's name is, but the yeah, the Genki. That is such an iconic logo and brand. And they didn't I'd even and they didn't the even bring him back. Can. They didn't even bring no. him back for the new one. That was a stupid thing. They had that other dude. Which which is what uh, one of the things that would have made it better. Yeah, hundred percent. People loved Genki. People went mad for Genki. Well, I'm with you. Genki He's... was a challenge mode when you went into uh, Saint Troy Three. Yeah. They'd go do the Genki stuff. It was a challenge, and that's what we another aspect that we loved about it. Yeah. But if you're removing such a big thing that we cherished from that era of game from the developer, I'm sorry, but it's 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 a sinking ship. Yeah, but, but we'll move on because that's enough. That's enough of us being negative Nellies. We're going to go on to a feel good story. Well, it's not a feel good story. A man's homeless now, but it's a feel good story for the most part. Um, so. A man has claimed Starfield saved himself and his family from an apartment fire. You're all probably thinking, 
What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so this guy claims that he was going through his uh, Starfield addiction, staying up late at night, playing the game. He he was thank he, you. Yeah, he'd um he'd got he'd got the early access and everything, and he was sat playing it overnight. Um, heard an explosion in the house below, uh, the flat below, and uh, thanks to him staying awake and playing Starfield through the night, he was able to get his whole family out before the whole building went up. So, see, that is one of the best things that you... I, I, it's a sad thing that he's now lost his home, but it's one of those amazing stories. Like, you don't hear them often. No, you don't. But hearing that video games have saved people yeah and the fact that just because he was an elite gamer that wanted to stay up all night to play starfield yeah saved him and his family's life before something catastrophic and terrible could have happened well i mean you just gotta give it it just shows up like just the whole thought of people staying up all night playing video games video games have got me through so much shit i remember Fallout 4, I remember playing that when my girlfriend broke up, broke up with me. And I just sat and played that all night. So another, another fucking Bethesda game as well. Skyrim, that got me through a lot of anxieties. Kingdom Come Deliverance, oh. that got me through when I uh, when I'd quit the police. There were so many different different things. Like, yeah, which, for, which... for me, it's been Warcraft getting yeah. me through bouts of depression throughout my life. Um, Skyrim during the stresses of uh, school and GCSEs, yeah. I'd go do my revision and stuff and go into school and do my extra credit things, and I'd come home to de-stress, and I genuinely think if I didn't have Skyrim in my life, I yeah. would have been a nervous, anxious, depressed wreck Yeah, because it was just all overwhelming. That, that's why I love Witcher 3 so much, is because when Witcher 3 came out, it sort of lined up with when I dropped out of college because I wasn't happy. I didn't want to be there. I, I ended up going to college. I, I don't tell people this a lot because I, I was a, I'm a really smart. I'm really smart academically. Common sense, not a fucking chance. Academically, I am very, 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 very smart. Like I was getting A's and B's in all my GCSEs without any revision. I didn't do anything. I never did my own work and stuff. I just kind of winged it on the day and it worked because I just kind of knew it. I could reel, reel off trigonometry like it was fucking nothing. Um, but I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to do an apprenticeship and I was talked into going to college by my parents because my dad didn't particularly agree with the whole apprenticeship thing. So I went to college, did a year there, dropped out because I never turned up, just skived all the time. That, that's when I started dabbling in drugs and stuff, which I've never told my parents. So, mum, if you're still listening, I apologise. It's um, so when I was when I started drinking a lot um, and just keeping a straight face on. And no one really knew that anything, anything like this was going on because they just put it down to a culture shift and change of... But, it got to a point where it was a breaking point. I dropped out of college and I had nothing to do. And the one thing that I had there when I decided to fuck all this stuff off and actually start getting healthy again was Witcher 3. And Witcher 3 took me all the way through until I finally pulled myself together and thought, you know what, I want to get back out there. And I applied for the police. I got in with admin for the police. And like that is why that game holds so much for me. So... There's so many feel-good stories you can get from games. Fair enough, like that one for me, it started a bit depressing, but, you know, we'll move past that bit because I'm chipper now. The thing is, though, <laughs> gaming got you through that dark time for yeah. you to be the person that you are now. Like, you're 
you're a, you're a great person speaking as just your friend not just a co-host of this but speaking as your friend i am happy that i know the person that you are today and the fact because that of my gaming big penis, made you this. i mean i would say it's because you share a beard with me but i've shaved it off. off at the moment <laughs> I keep, I keep going up but to Awful and go, I'm going to rub it on your face, and then going. Oh, it's not coming through on the mic. That's really disappointing. <laughs> I was hoping I'd get like the bristly it, ASMR bollocks. Insert rubbing sound here. I'll just, I'll just go steal some off a fucking ASMR video on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> just go into an Amaranth uh, ASMR stream and just clip five seconds of it when it's like ear, uh, tongue oh, in the ear hole. I'd rather not. <laughs> but yeah, no, video games have got me through um, a lot of stuff. And like, I, like I've said previously on the podcast, I suffer with insomnia terribly. So it's nice for me when I'm suffering from insomnia to be able to just pick up a controller and lose some nights. Like, I've I've been going through my insomnia recently, so stuff like Baldur's Gate and Starfield's got me through that a lot. Um, Hogwarts got me through some from through some insomnia as well, which I wasn't even excited about that game, but I was like, fucking hell, I'm tired. I'm going to play something. This is new. Why the fuck not? So, like, games for me are, are, are a lifeline. Because if it wasn't for games, and yeah. if I'm not playing games when I've got insomnia, I'll go watch some of my American friends who stream, because they always stream when I'm asleep. Like, so if, if I'm not, if when I've got insomnia, if I'm not playing games, I'm watching games, I know that's not healthy, because I should be going and trying to sleep, but I physically can't. And I don't want to take tablets, mum. <laughs> I, I, I am completely with you on that. I, I go through bouts of insomnia where I'm up all, all night. I give myself like 30 hours sleep that I can actually get when insomnia is not kicking my asshole. Yeah. And then I'll go to work the next day. Um, but for me, even throughout the day, I'm sat at home when I'm working from home and I'll be watching people play video games throughout the day yeah. or when I finished work I'm playing Warcraft like that's one of the oh I know you're playing Warcraft top. every time I fucking look you're playing Warcraft and then again I can't say because oh, every time you look you go oh he's getting two levels on Starfield <laughs> exactly you find that game and it's the comfort and the the it, it's just great and yeah. I mean Warcraft's got me through a lot as well it's one of those games that I, yes, I give up every now and again, but I will always yeah. go back to when I, I'm really down and depressed because I can just sink myself into it. And you know what? Five, go six in, hours turn, of an evening just Turn disappear. your brain off and just breeze through, which is why I like Minecraft. I know a lot of people say it's a kid's game, should be over that by now. Honestly, if I'm oh, having a shit time it, of it, just boot Minecraft up with the with the music turned all the way up because that music is so calming. You can't be angry with that music on. And then I'll just sit there and just build shit. And sometimes I won't even save yeah. it when I'm done. I'll just have built it for the sake of having something to do. That's the thing, like Minecraft or any MMO or any story-based game, it, you, can, you can use it as a therapeutic thing. Like, I'm yeah. very much in the same mind as you. I don't want to use tablets to fix my issue because I don't want to become reliant on using these tablets yeah. to then have to wean myself off of them in the future and feel worse than I do now. So I will just push through, put my head in the sand, play my games and hopefully get through it. But I, I yeah, I just don't want to use tablets for it. So video games, whether it be an all night session at the end of the day, I used to, I'm, I'm, be honest i used to be an alcoholic i used to drink 
each and every day i used to get pissed from about seven o'clock when the pub opened to about 11 12 ish i'd stumble home i'd play video games i'd have like i wouldn't even sleep most nights and i'd be pissed the next day and then i stopped that because it was wrecking me both mentally and physically and then i turned to gaming and i i can't go a day without playing a game whether it be a mobile game or one of my my many titles it's still an addiction but it's a healthier one it's fucking expensive exactly. one, though. I, I try. <laughs> the thing is, for me, with Warcraft, it's nine ninety nine a month, whereas when I was drinking and everything, I would probably spend 30, 40 quid a night. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd pay, I'd pay 40 quid a night because the booze was cheap, but that's 40 quid a night for five to seven days a week for the entire month. Like, it, it was really yeah. bad. But if I can pay nine ninety nine and I'm just sat in my bedroom for six hours of an evening playing video games and it's saving me just like it saved this um this guy playing starfield he was playing it not because of any mental healthy issues he's just he's been hyped for the game since 2015 when it first got announced it's finally here and he just wanted to invest all his time into it because it's such a highly anticipated game to him and because he decided to put so much time into the game and pull an all-nighter he saved him and his family from Com- like complete dying. travesty and yeah basically and the fact that there's a quote here i paused my game to see what was happening when i opened the door i saw flames rising up our stairwell to our apartment i immediately got my wife and cat rushed out to safety with only minor burns if i hadn't been up binging starfield i would have been asleep and we all would have died to smoke Sorry. inhalation I want to thank the game for saving my family and me from a terrible fate. Yes, it's it was the addiction, but at the end of the day, we've still got two people and their cat They're alive. in this world on this planet because he was playing a game. Yeah, and it's such a it's a horrific story for, due to the circumstances, but it is a glorious story. Yeah. And it's nice to hear some positives coming out of the gaming community for a once, yeah. for once, rather than just being, oh, video games cause violence. So, yeah, exactly. Seeing the positive through a tragic event. Yeah. Yes, he's lost a lot, but he's still with us. I just we feel sorry for him. the guy that his house is now burnt down. He can't play Starfield. I hope he's got to go for me somewhere. I want to help him get, get set up again. You know what I mean? And, uh, I reckon, you know, when he says, I immediately got my wife and my cat. Do you and reckon his, and that? his Xbox. And, yeah, he's got his <laughs> Xbox underneath his arm. <laughs> Come on, love! His, his the fuck up! I'm unplugged it, we're cat, going! Babe, I'll be back in a second. There's one thing that I need. Unplug, unplug, unplug. Come on, then. <laughs> this is my child. <laughs> turns, or, out, turns out cat you know is what? the name of the computer. Yes. <laughs> computer augmented... I don't know. I'm not, I, can't, I can't even think words. Yeah. Plunge ass tits. <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that he the, the fact that he made it out and everything was great yeah but, we've got another Starfield story for you ladies and gentlemen as we said video games don't make you violent pronouns do <laughs> a lot of people are wanting to refund their Starfield for the simple fact that there are pronouns in the game now I've got something to tell all you he hims 
that absolutely hate the fact that pronouns exist. You have them too, dickhead. Like, it's just stupid. It's like someone put a complaint in the other day about how they're a male character, and they put a complaint in about the fact that they could romance Sam Coe. If you don't like it, just don't fucking do it. That's you know what thing. I mean? Like you've you've got a choice in these games. Like I've seen a load of stuff. Like there's uh, YouTubers that have done an absolute blasting Starfield because they've added in pronouns. I I don't care what what game developers do and stuff. Yeah. If it's an option, give me an option where I can just do. He, if I select a certain body type, it automatically does it. But if you want to specify that you are a she, her, Just he, him, to see they, how them, you're addressing a conversation, they, whatever, yeah, yeah, like add it. But it, it's quite controversial, and it's one. Of, it's I, just I'm one of them for me. It's like... do whatever you want to add the stuff into the game, but again, it's don't force this stuff down people's throats yeah. because you will get negative feedback but at the end of the day it is the same sort of thing is at the top of that list is i don't think even with this one i don't think they've got um the other pro- i can't remember what the other pronouns are called they've, i think they've only got he him she her they them but so it's not like they're pushing all the neo pro- neo pronouns that's it they're not pushing all the neo pronouns on people's throats it's just this and it's like dude pick he him and shut the fuck up it's not an issue like it's not affecting yeah. you like you can you don't it, have it, to choose one of them other ones it yeah it's it's really ridiculous at the end of the day i oh, mean 100 it's so stupid i i i can the, the, the thing is it's a massive controversially controversial thing because there is that whole irl discussion between one community and another community where it's like yeah i don't like take yeah. uh take our pronouns seriously i dress us by our pronouns and then you've got the other side which are like there's only two genders and stuff and it, it it's not but the it, thing that the thing that gets me and this is a stupid thing of start we'll go back to cyberpunk start cyberpunk you can choose your breasts and genitalia separate but depending on what body type you actually choose depends on how they address you same with Baldur's gate you can choose your tits and genitalia separately but depending on what you choose a certain setting depends on what they address you as this is the exact same thing the only difference is it's in writing yeah and the, people the, have an the, issue the fact with it is, it is a two second thing within yeah. boulder's gate uh, not boulder's gate starfield it's a two yeah. second thing you just set your pronouns but the stupid thing is as well is depending on what body type you choose if you choose a masculine body type this defaults to he him if you choose a female body type a feminine body type it it defaults to she her so if you're making the character you want to make anyways and you are someone who is cisgendered like you've not you've not got any of these non-binaries transgenders anything like if you're none of them you don't even need to open that fucking menu and i'm like it's such a trivial thing to be pissed off about like dr disrespect i love the guy but he started playing Starfield and he saw the pronouns thing and he took five minutes out of his time to go find the lead dev's Twitter account. Saw that the, he had he, him in his bio and was like, oh, well, that makes sense now, done it. Like, dude, you sound like a prick. Like, I love you, but shut the fuck up. 
It's not a problem. It, the, the thing is, I, I'm not disvalidate, uh, devalidating anyone's pronouns. You were going to say I'm not disrespecting then, were you? But then you were like, no, I can't say yeah, that. You just talk about Dr. Disrespect. If you identify as anything, tell people what you identify as at the end of the day. It, it, it's, a, it's a fucking game at the end of the day. Yeah. Does it need to be in there? Maybe not, but they've added it to the game to... Uh, For inclusivity. Add which... stuff into... Uh, yeah, the, the inclusivity. It's, it's literally two seconds of the game to yeah. change in a drop-down between three options it's not like they've given you millions of update uh, options because it, it may be an over exaggeration but that's what the world is coming to now with yeah. the amount of uh things that you can identify as but it's three options that they've given you in the game yeah why is it such a big fucking deal and this is this if is a thing that's always like if it's one of them like you do see some people like I, i've had experiences with people in the past where because I am cisgendered, which is the word they use, which up until recently I had no idea what it meant. Um, because I'm cisgendered, they've got a problem with me. And I'm like, right, them people I have an issue with because just like like the whole thing of they don't choose, like there may be a man born in a woman's body or vice versa, they didn't choose that. That's who they are and they transition, they've got a right to transition. You are gay, you've got a right to be gay because that's how you were born. You're bi, you've got a right to be bi. I was born a straight white cis male. I have every right to be a straight white cis male. But it's a very small proportion of people that act like that. And those people give everyone else a bad name because they shout the loudest. People who are benefiting from the they-them thing are the same group of people that people complain about. Just like the people who complain about the fact that there's a pronoun option in the game because they are that bigoted, they don't represent all of us. But... For something that makes no difference to someone like me who can just hit he, him, and jobs are good and I'm on with the end of the day. No skin off my nose, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't even think about it. But someone who is a they, them, and doesn't see this option often, this has changed their entire experience for the better. And to me, that's what gaming is about. It's about escapism, and when we do live in a world that is this bigoted, to be reminded of that bigotry in your game, over something as simple as a pronoun and the backlash from the pronouns, it's bullshit. And like, I normally keep my nose out of gender politics because I'm scared I'm going to step on the wrong toes, but I'm quite happily saying this. Put as many fucking pronouns in the game as you want. At the end of the day, you're making your character. If you want to be a, a, a these air toaster helicopter, as stupid as that is, like, because of this, the helicopter thing's a joke, it's not real. But if you wanted to be a fucking attack chopper, be a fucking attack chopper. But to actually use someone's real re neo pronouns or normal pronouns, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a very serious thing. If that's who they identify as and they're trying to make themselves, let them fucking make themselves. It doesn't affect yeah, anybody else. I mean, let people be identify as whatever just let people be and do what they want yeah and it, it it's stupid that this is like a massive thing like yeah it's such a don't it shows the climate it's, it's, we it's live double, in though, don't it? yeah it, it, it's a double it, it, it's a double-edged sword at the end of the day you got the people that are forcing their agenda down your throat but you've also got the people that uh just want to get on with it to accept yeah these things it's just 
the, the, the easiest way to just do it is just let people do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. As, lo- as long as it's not hurting it, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, do what you want. Like me, I've always said that I am inclusive to anyone. They can identify with whatever pronouns they want. They can have their own agenda, whether it be the the style of like eating habits and stuff, whether yeah. it be like vegans and stuff. You can or religion. You can have your own opinion and everything, and you can have your own agenda. But the minute that you start forcing that agenda down my throat, that's when I start to put my guard up and I will hit back. Yeah. Now I'm not saying I will do that with this, but it's that whole broad thing. Let people be what they want to be. But also, if you're one of these people that are forcing these agendas down your throat in general, expect to be hit back because some people don't want to change the way that they are. But the, the, you but can see the also... difference, though, is like this. It's such a simple choice. It makes people days better. It's fine. Then you see things like, perfect example is Battlefield Five, where they took that story um, of which was, which was a true story about a lot of Scandinavian soldiers who rode on skis. It was a small team of men that went and fought the Nazis and basically almost pushed them out of Scandinavia completely. Amazing. For inclusivity's sake, they changed it to a, a disabled woman. But used the actual story for the most part. It's like, yeah. that's wrong, because those are real men yeah. that risked their lives this, however, yeah, it, is a it, fictional game with pronouns that don't affect anyone because it's a single-player game, so it's only your experience you're changing. Just fucking let them do it. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't it, matter. If you're changing f- historical information, like someone has done something, and to make it even even more heartfelt or to appeal to every gender, you, you, you ch- you're changing the gender of someone or you're yeah. adding an extra cause or recent... Um, controversial topic from the world into a film, historical event, TV show, game, whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry, but just don't. It, it can't. It, I'm just going to put it out there. It's like the Star Wars franchise with the rumors that they're going to make um, Obi Wan Kenobi um, a. Oh, I, I, Am I allowed to say the word gay? Wait, were they going to make Obi-Wan Kenobi gay? I saw rumours and stuff that they were going to make Obi-Wan Kenobi gay, yet when you look at the comic books and everything from Star Wars, he had a wife and Well, that's the thing, yeah, when you, look, when you watch Clone Wars, he had... Cause I don't know how... I don't think the comics are canon anymore, but Clone Wars is. And in Clone Wars, he was in love with the Queen of Mandalore. Spoilers, but it's been yeah. out for fucking years, so you should know by now. Like, bisexual, maybe, if they wanted to. But then again, I've always said the same thing, which is when you live in a world where, like, sci-fi worlds like that and Star Trek, but there's so many different alien races, most of them don't probably form the same sort of gender binaries that we do. I feel like it's impossible to not be... It's good. um, What's the word when they're just... Pansexual. It's impossible to not be pansexual. The, the thing is, I'm sorry, but I've been watching Ahsoka and the green chick with the fucking tentacles oh, she's on her fucking head. hot. I, I would... Yeah, I... Yeah. That's but his wife! the thing wife. is, I've always had that... I've always, like, said that about any of the... I don't know what the eight, the, the race of them are, but Twi- I've Twi-lex. always found them very fucking 
hot. Twilight. Like the blue one from Attack of the Clones when the, the, yes. the big Order the 66 goes through. Yeah. Yes. Ah, oh, no idea, but I'm I blanking on it so bad. Sam watches Star Wars porn confirmed. Can we just take a minute to appreciate no, in the latest episode? Latest episode of Ahsoka, the naked scene. And probably people are probably thinking, she never got a minge out. No, the bit where she doesn't have a headdress on, so you can see where they've awkwardly tried to rub the painting to merge the headdress to her actual head. And it looks so bad. It was so weird. It's not that much but of a spoiler, yeah. because it doesn't tell you anything about what happens in the story, but it was so weird to see. I didn't but like it, it. Going back, yeah. But going back to the, the thing at hand, it, if you're changing stuff within TV, film, game, whatever, to appease to a specific audience or to entitle a specific audience, I think that's wrong, especially when it comes to historical events. Yeah. But it's a fantasy universe. You could fuck Jabba the Hutt. Right up, what, his, what would you call right that? up his untanta bunty hole, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It, who who cares? Let them do the changes. Let them add these things yeah. in. The only thing I will say is, if I'm having to scroll through an entire fucking list to go all the way down to the bottom to pick my own pronoun, that's where I'll get well, pissed this, off this, because I'm in I'm but, an but, impatient fuck. But this is the thing: is I feel like he, him, and she, her are always going to be at the top of the list because, as much as there are a lot of pronouns and neo pronouns out there now statistically he him she her are still the, the norms they'll probably go off popularity more than anything but i reckon if once you get into neo pronouns people can choose a neo pronouns for themselves so you'd have to write them in yourselves it wouldn't they won't be able to do a drop down the only ones that can really do is he him she her they them or yeah. he they she they that kind of thing which again yeah they normally put he him she her at the top anyways because in society that is statistically the norm but again like yeah. i say it's it's three options, he, it, him, she, her, they, them. It doesn't make a difference. It, 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 yeah, it's completely obsolete at the end of the day. Not like the fact of identifying yourself, but the fact that the choice has been added in there. People just shouldn't give a fuck about yeah. it. It's to change the thing to make people feel included. included. Yeah. Let's just leave, let's just leave them to it. But it let, doesn't let, let's look at it, let's look it this way, them. though. If people are that angry at this that they're refunding the game, good. I don't. If if that's the sort of attitude they've got, I don't particularly want them in the community of games that I enjoy. So fucking good riddance right. to them, I say. You've just lost out on an amazing game because you're that pissed off by some letters. Yeah, but exactly. We'll we'll move on from this one because obviously gender politics is always a sensitive topic, and we don't want to waffle on too much. Oh, if we're talking about genders, are we moving on to a topic regarding a beloved retro game? One that might be coming out. Oh, not yet. No, that's next after the after this one. I think you're thinking of the ones uh, that Felix I'm, is excited I, about. I'm right? going off of the list and the, the the structure that you sent me the list in. I I've basically ordered this as current news, which is a Charles Martinet thing, and the volition shutting down. Games that are already out. Games that are coming. And that's the way I've, I've hit the microphone. I do apologize. Okay. And games that are coming. So we've got Vampire Masquerade then Tomb Raider, then Arcane, then Unity, and then Cyberpunk. That's what we've got. Cool. That's great. So. Vampire, Vampire. the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. God, that woman in that pitch is hot. I hope that's what she the game really looks is. like. Do you know what? 
this is what I love about games because they are making the pixels that we used to know and love and the fact that you went from a 16-bit game to you look at the the, the screenshot on your on your sc- uh, screen or you've got the trailer on the Eurogamers article What's and that? you wouldn't Have be you able to tell. Have you seen what Felix has said when we mentioned Tomb Raider? He's putting all capitals. I am so hyped. I am crying, pissing and shitting and throwing up. Ralasha the DVD Jeb 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 um, there's been a mention of Jeb does that there mean we're going to see a return of Jeb oh I'd love to see a return of Jeb I have got a new mod list set up that is a lot more stable than my old ones we could see a return of Jeb at some point maybe Jeb confirmed we'll guys Jeb confirmed it's like Half-Life 3 we're getting the we're getting the redo for anyone who's listening and has no idea what Sam's talking about, there is a lot. Well, I say a long-running series. We had what four or five parts of it, and then I had to cancel it because of copyright issues with music and stuff. I had a, a bit of a falling out with Twitch over Eurovision Song Contest. Um, we made a, a an, an orc bard called Jeb, which was customized by my son. If you want to see the clip, it is over on my YouTube Shorts and TikTok. Um, and he uh, he was he was great. He looked like Joe Exotic. And we've got Son of Jeb merch inspired by Sons of Anarchy, and it's awesome. But yeah, so I'm, I'm so glad that I put that like idea in your mind because if uh, if you're in the in the uh, chat right now, there is a merch link. Go and check it out. It is sick. You should definitely yeah. get yourself some. I did it. On, I did it on a whim because Sam mentioned it. And I was like, you know, that's not a bad idea. Forty-five minutes. We just sat in a call and I just fucked with it. You know um, what? I I do this to you constantly though. Yes. Whenever you're designing merch, I'm like, you should do this. Yeah. And the thing is, I bully you to the point where you I do, do it. it. Which is why I've got so much fucking merch for a stream that hasn't even hit 500 followers. But yes, yeah, so back you, to Bloodlines you, 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 you have reached 500 followers. I've reached 504 times. fucking times. And every time I come back, I'm at, <laughs> I'm at 498 again. Fucking annoying. Yes, so right. Masquerade Bloodlines. Sam, you said you've never played the original, didn't you? I have never. The original is outstanding. It is a cult classic. It's not particularly the best game, but I adore it so much. Um but Masquerade Bloodlines 2, uh, it was announced back in 2019, and the announcement we got looked amazing. Since then it's been stuck in development hell. I think there was some um some law stuff, some legal stuff going on. Uh, the leads departed. Development studios were shuffled. Um, it went to Paradox. Paradox then never said anything about the game. It was wondering if it was still going on or if Paradox had just shelved it. It has a new developer. Uh, the developer is the Chinese room. They are the people behind Dear Esther. Everyone's gone to Rapture. And... It's very different from what they normally do. But if this game does come out and is everything it's been promised to be, we could basically be looking at a neo-noir fantasy take on what is basically a similar universe to The Witcher. Not The Witcher, the cyberpunk universe. It'd be a similar sort of vibe. Which, if that's the case... 
There's one of my favorite things you, I used to love about the old game is depending on what race you chose, it changed your stats. And there was one race, I believe they called it the Nosferatu race. It was like your standard, like, hey, vampires. Um, if you went out in public with one of them, obviously normal humans would see what you are <laughs> and you would get shot at. You had to like, it basically made the game super hard mode for you. You'd have to navigate using the sewers and stuff like that. Your health was, I think, lower. Um, if you went out during the day, you'd take a lot more damage than the sun. It's been a I mean, the fact fucking long time since I've played it, so I apologize if some of that information is wrong. Just looking at like the screenshots, it's like old school Resident Evil 1 and 2 graphics. And the fact that we're getting a remake of it years in the future like we did have that middle which was the um blood hunt yeah we've had um swan song as well which was like one, a narrative one we've had blood hunt which was about a royale yeah but this is the narrative I... single player narrative driven one which she's gonna you be you know what i'm gonna get vampire the masquerade and i'm gonna play through the original one to understand it Do. before two comes out because if two is as good as you think it's going to be and the graphics look incredible like a cyberpunky thing yeah i'm cautiously i'm, opti- I'm cautiously optimistic um but i am optimistic nevertheless especially with someone like the chinese room yeah the games ahead might not be the same sort of triple a titles that we're used to seeing but then again vampire masquerade bloodlines has never been a triple a series um it could be interesting to see what they do with it. I'm I'm reserved in my excitement, but I am cautiously optimistic about it. It is scheduled now to come out the rumored 2024. It was originally supposed to come out fall 2020, so that shows how long we've been waiting. Um, but it is rumored to be coming for like probably Q3, Q4, 2024. So you know what though, if it follows in any other way, like Starfield and they've had it in development for a while now, and it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. COVID did have a massive effect on these things, but the fact that they're pushing it back, hopefully, to release a title in yeah, a well, the issue, really the issue is it, what, they've, not delayed, they've not delayed it to improve the game. They've delayed it because of shifts in development studios and legal battles and stuff, so they've, it's, a different, it's a whole different ballgame. We could be looking at a similar thing to Duke Nukem Forever. Very realistically. Hopefully not. Oh. But I imagine Gamescom E3 next year will probably see more about it. So by that point, we'll have more for you. But at this minute, Dan, this is all we've got is that Chinese Room have taken it over. I'm excited to see how it goes. I don't know about you. you, I, you I'm, seem I'm excited, not knowing anything about the thing. I haven't even watched the trailer of it so far. Oh, I've literally beautiful. just seen some stills. So after this uh, this podcast, I will go away and I will have a look at it. Because I am intrigued about it. I do like vampire games um, in any game like this. So if it's graphically pleasing with a good story, I'm probably going to play it and I'm going to really enjoy it. But the main question for you, though, Yorkie, what platform are you going to be playing on? Oh, that's a good question. Well, hopefully by ne- this time next year, I want to have a stronger PC. Um, fingers crossed. Uh, I've been having a look at that. God, tell me about it after. Um, (laughs) so for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about um i am looking at getting an upgrade um and then once 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 back from whence you came um once that's happened you shall remain until you are completely uh, potentially if that doesn't happen i will be put we will be putting some money into trying to get the lovely iron sladen back with a pc in his possession so he can return to streaming as well so yeah that's exciting but going back to yep. what we were saying, I've, I've hopefully I have a better PC by then. So PC is a possibility. If not, I do have 
the new Xbox, the new PlayStation. I don't think it'll come to Switch, so I'm spoiled for choice, really, uh, on what on what I could play it on. I, I I'm excited though. Probably PS5 more than I think it's the most powerful thing I own because it's more powerful than the Series S. That's the thing. Like I I'm only a PC gamer right now. I have an Xbox One, but in graphical senses, PC is like far superior. So I'm, I might get it on PC, but it will depend on whether or not I can get myself both Xbox Series X or whatever variation they bring out and PlayStation 5. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It might not even fucking come out yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll probably get Elder Scrolls yeah. 6 before that. Plus, next year we do have stuff like Avowed and stuff as well, so it depends what's on my release calendar. It might get overshadowed, but... From one new release to another, and this one is one that I am excited for, and Felix, get ready to come in your shorts. Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3 Remaster Collection is releasing in February. That's fun. Okay. One thing I will say. Yeah. They're remastering it, and I'm all for it. But the one thing I'm worried about is they are going to get rid of the triangular titties. They are getting rid of the triangular titties. If you look at the picture uh, no. on stream, they are round. No, no. The yes. triangular titties make the Tomb Raider game. <laughs> Tomb Raider, the only time Felix has been made to come by a Ooh. woman. <laughs> Ooh, you can turn them on. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I, you're I'm on into PC, You're now. on PC, to be fair. Had they not been on there, there's no reason why you couldn't have easily just modded in triangle titties. I'm sure, like, there would be a, a mod that you can do that changes oh, it. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, so these come in February, February of a TH, apparently. In February, they're coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. Now, other than the new trilogy, I've only ever played um, Tomb Raider Anniversary. So I'm looking forward to this, because... Obviously, Anniversary is a remake of one, isn't it? I've never beaten it. But I'm looking forward to being oh. able to go and play these, probably basically for the first time for me. I just remember being able to put the um, butler in the freezer. And that being the ultimate challenge is to get him in there and the door closed and he's stuck in there. Yes, until you go out for another mission, but it was one of those. I just... I'm hoping more than anything that we get the Croft Manor from Tomb Raider Anniversary because that was such a fun little mini game. I don't know if that was in the original or if it was just an anniversary thing because like I've never played the original. But yes, yeah, so that's coming. I don't know what I'll get that on to be fair, but when they come out, I am tempted to do a um, a full playthrough of them because like I said, I've never played them. So there would be a fun one to do. But it's again, it's coming next year. I don't. I, I need to check the release schedule for next year because I don't know what's coming early next year. Me, <clears throat> Felix, for definite. Um, well, maybe we put that on the end of uh, the podcast next uh, next time we do it. Sort of like the release window for next year because we're going into autumn now. We've could got the do. Christmas released, and we could we could just cover the games that are coming out and what our impressions are. We very well could. We very well could. But yeah, so there's not, again, there's not much to say about this one other than it's coming. Um, it, it'll be good because it's a it's a beloved game 
that a yeah. load of people have cherished from when they were first starting out playing uh, video games. So it'll be good to put it into the hands of the newer generation and to see what they have to say about it. It's the same with um, the new Prince of Persia that's meant to be coming out. That is another game that was... When it eventually fucking releases. Yeah, when it eventually comes out. But Tomb Raider, I think it's going to be great. And the fact that it's THQ... Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be good. It, yeah, I Not think that we've heard much out of THQ for quite some time now. Yeah, it, really. It, the games themselves they do feel a bit dated, but they're still very much to this day still amazing games to play. So if if they manage to fuck this up, I'll be surprised. I mean, the fact is we haven't had a THQ game like from the actual THQ for since 2012. What was the last game? Darksiders 2. I love that game. I still need to play the third one, you know. But they're also the studio that did uh that <laughs> ties into our other Saints Row uh, 3. So, yeah, Saints Row, WWE yeah. games. THQ Nordic and like uh, Deep Silver, wasn't it who did the old Saints Rows? Yeah. So I mean it they're a good company, and if they've done it right, it's. I re- I think though, price tag for it. What are they going to put the price tag on? Considering we've had other remasters like our Red Dead that we spoke about a few podcasts ago. What's the price tag going to be for these remasters? Is it going to be a sixty-pound game that's going to have all three of them? I would pay that for it, but really paying sixty sixty quid for games that we've played before. Well, the difference is these are actually upscaled, whereas the Red Dead one was literally just a part of the original game. So there is that there is that difference. But moving on from one upcoming release to another, 2024 is going to be a good year. I don't know anything about this because I've not watched season one. But I know uh, Sam I have, I have. and a lot of people in chat at the minute are big fans of it. Arcane Season 2 is coming. It is releasing winter 2024. That gives me plenty of time to watch Season 1. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, sorry, just to go back to Tomb Raider for a brief second. Just yep. booted up Steam. It's 20 fucking quid. For all for three it. of them? Already, for all three of them, it's uh, 14th of February That's 2024. Re- com- uh, release date. And they've currently got it reduced 20% off at £20 for all of them. That's including, not Yeah. That's so really good, If, if you want a good, a good deal, go over to Steam. It's on there now. Pre-order it. 20 quid. It's only 24 99 when it's not on offer. So if, you, if you're not intrigued bad. to 20, it 25 time, quid for three games. That, see, that was my worry. I thought, oh my God, they're going to do it at 60 quid like they did with Red Dead coming to the Switch. Yeah. And I'm not paying that. Whereas 24 quid for a remaster or upscale to the game, it's it's beautiful. So yeah, go for it. Look at what eight pound thirty three a game. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Spend more money on a right Starbucks. You know what I mean? But yes, Arcane, Arcane season two. I'll let you now, take the lead because I know fuck all about Arcane. <laughs> when it was first announced, Arcane was hyped up by the League of Legends. Um, community because it's like oh we're finally getting something that we've only ever seen five minute videos uh teasing the next season or big tournament and everything with good music 
then they re- Netflix took it on. We were all a bit dubious about it, but it released. And I'm sorry, but it was one of the best TV shows to come out of Netflix in the last couple of years. It released in November 2021. It was perfect to watch for uh, a Christmas break. They released it at the perfect time. The story was incredible, like introducing more backstory into why the characters are like they are We're from the video game to this. It was great to see the voice actors for it. Great. Couldn't fault them for a second. The art style was incredible. And the fact that the um, the trailer song or the um, opening credit song was Imagine an Imagine Dragons, Dragons yeah. um, song, it was just everything hit perfectly. Now, I cannot wait for season two. I've been anticipating it for a while. And the fact that they did such a good job on the first one um i can't wait i i th- i do feel that this is going to introduce more characters um it would make sense well. to expand the universe as they go on wouldn't it i, I think it's going to follow from the events of the last episode of the first season but it's going to start introducing more characters that may have been affected by the events um so i'm I'm really looking forward to it. I hope they bring Jinx and V and Echo. I know again. all of these people. Not so much. I'm not. I, I don't particularly care about. Um, oh, what's his name? The guy with the big hammer. Oh, he's 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 voiced by um, Lieutenant Douche from Lucifer. That's all I know. <laughs> I didn't particularly. I like didn't know his... he was in that show. I can't go watch it now. Yeah, yeah, he's one of like the main oh, characters. I love that he's guy like... so much. But I, I, we haven't heard much about it other than the an- announcement. But I reckon it is going to be incredible, and the fact it's going to be releasing in winter of 2024. Going to be another Christmas break show, isn't it? I reckon. But. Yeah, it's going to be a Christmas break show like they did before. Probably a November release date again, ready for people going on their Christmas holidays. The only thing I will say is the release time between the two seasons, I'm all for a three-year gap. But the fact is, I loved Arcane so much. I need more of it. And I hope that they've uh, increased the amount of episodes that they do to cover more of a storyline. Or they then have a quick succession to the season three. I know season two hasn't even dropped yet. Yeah. But three years is a long time to wait for another season. I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. And I hope that it introduces some new characters. I'm hoping for Diego, uh, Warwick, um, more stuff from Jinx and V... Um, I I reckon it's going to be good. Um, I've never played League, so none of these characters actually mean anything. To me. Um, but I just think it looks pretty. <laughs> it, I mean, it is a very pretty. Like you, you think about it, and you think animated TV show. You you're thinking like Japanese anime and it, everything, which it's great. But Arcane, I think, just pushed over the over the the threshold yeah same with um literally feels like a manga's gone 3d i just popped out of a page yes 
which is what I love it, about to, the to, art to style. be fair. To be fair, though, like the game trailers for the new characters and stuff that they've, they're they introducing in the new seasons that the they similar do. similar art style that they've adopted for that, too. Yeah. Oh, I like those, it when they keep consistency. Stuff, though, it's, it's slightly changed. It's not so 3D. Yeah. But it, it's got its own art style, in my opinion, and I think it's just fucking brilliant. I still stick and by what I've said, which I, is I would love to see an Overwatch anime done in this style oh for sure if they if they overwatch had the that had an arcane feel to it explaining more of the backstories of the characters and stuff that we don't just get from a three minute video that they release to try and keep it hyped up because be they, that's all they do they that, that's all they do with these like 30 seconds a, a couple of minute clips is they're trying to keep overwatch relevant and i'm sorry but you need to be you need to be putting out more arcane is amazing same with um, Vox Machina. Amazing. Vox is amazing. Um, Castlevania, amazing. We get yeah. that next... Is it next week or the week after? It's a couple of weeks away now, isn't it? The, um, the yeah, a couple of weeks. I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say it's the 29th uh, or the 26th. I think, I think it's the same day as the um, Cyberpunk deals. I, I, think, I think so. I think you said that it's going to be a, a, a difficult decision to take yeah. it. But... I have just found out that I've now got bookable holiday throughout the year and I've got eight Jammy days bastard. to finish off the rest of the year. So I am tempted to book off a couple of days for the cyberpunk um, uh, release. If we've got Castlevania as well, I'll probably have cyberpunk on one screen, Castlevania on another, and then a discord call, maybe Warcraft in a tiny window, just waiting for a mount to like a rare to drop for, uh, to spawn for a mount drop. Um, but that'll probably be me for a couple of days. Well, I've already said um, I'm doing my um, Phantom Liberty playthrough entirely on stream. Oh, I, after doing it internally with you guys playing the just 2077, I'm probably going to be doing the same, but doing everything from start to finish, from the very beginning when you're creating your V character for the first time all yeah. the way through to... Yeah, because obviously the, the 2.0 is going to be out there by then isn't it so but we'll come back to, to that because that is one of our topics um yeah so the next topic and this is the big one of the day um unity they're not very popular right so i'll fill in for anyone listening who doesn't know so basically unity have decided that they are going to start charging per install um, as soon as a, I think it's as soon as a game makes a two hundred grand, they're gonna start charging so much per install, not per purchase, per install. I Meaning, if someone installs a game multiple times, I'm pretty sure that means they're gonna get charged multiple times. Um, I believe initially they did say that they were going to be getting twenty cents to the dollar, and then they backtracked and was like, no, 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 no it's twenty cents total. Like, but someone broke it down. They were like, after so many purchases and stuff, and all the stuff that's gone out in terms of like advertising, monitor and stuff. By the time they hit two hundred grand, and they've paid like the publishers and stuff and everyone else, the developers of the game probably make less money than Unity do through the this system. Is, I the the fact is, Unity had been put out there as a, a basically an open source thing 
we've got the engine use it to create your games and i understand that they should be getting paid for it but surely there is a license that they pay to use it to develop the games to then publish it so you're already paying for the license it can't be like a free thing it's like microsoft or windows licenses you get your free version but if you want to upgrade it you have to or you have you want to use it for business you have to pay a license so why the hell are they now changing everything now to really screw over all the indie titles at the end of the day it's not going to be the big titles that are going to be screwed over by it is it like let's be honest the big titles they've got the money backing it to be able to just go oh here's his money for us to use you've got people like um, people like thunder lotus the people who made uh spirit fair and are making 33 immortals people like them people like slay the spire um among us all of them people are getting fucked by all of them and when we live in a climate where let's face it Unit is falling behind anyways because yeah, of how you, you much more accessible Unreal, Unreal is getting now. Yeah, everyone can use Unreal now. I could probably the, get the, the, Unreal working now. The, the fact that Unreal Engine is not only an engine that you can just build games up, the fact that they've got an OBS client that has Unreal Engine built in that you yeah. can create your own virtual backdrop and everything and then yeah. insert yourself, whether it be a, vi- a, a webcam of yourself or a VTuber model, whatever. Unreal Engine is taking over and when they fully release Unreal Engine 5, that's it. I think Unity is I think it'll be the final to... nail in the coffin for Unity, yeah. But Goody has yeah. just said, which is an interesting thing, is the CEO of Unity is the same guy who set the ball rolling for EA becoming the money-hungry microtransaction tycoon that they are. So that explains a lot. But this guy, he's a prick. He was doing a thing when he was talking about um, Hall.io, which for anyone who has seen Hall.io, everyone's probably seen it, it's everywhere. Hall.io is a direct ripoff of a game called Donut County. Donut County I've played through Game Pass. A great game. It's the concept of it is brilliant. It is basically just Hall IO. And when I remember playing it, I did sit there and think, oh yeah, it's like Hall IO. Now, I didn't realize that Hall IO was a direct ripoff of it. And he did this because he saw that hole in the market, copied them, and then made it free. And then he decided to turn around and basically call the dude a massive, I think he literally called him a massive fucking idiot, word for word not making his game free and it's like oh yeah like the game that i made that you made that directly ripped off mine but dude's a prick he's charging people for stuff that doesn't that shouldn't be getting charged for people like the developer of among us now is now having to delay updates because they can't afford they're not in a financial situation to be able to do them because unit is that bullshit it's like but is it the same for downloads of updates and stuff installs of updates in the unity engine because people don't have a choice with them. Everyone's going to install that update. So could you imagine you do one update and say you've got a million player base, 20 cents a pop? You know what I mean? It's just, it's so disgusting. But. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Like, just reading here, all games that use the Unity engine will be charged 20 cent USD for each game installation once it hits a threshold of 20, uh, 200,000 downloads and $200,000 in revenue, a lower charge and higher starting threshold, 1 million in sales and 1 million in installations, will be offered for higher tiers of Unity subscriptions starting at around 2000 a year. 
it's ridiculous. So basically, if you want to not get fucked over by Unity, you've got to pay them two grand. Yeah. That's disgusting. Which I'm pretty sure the bigger people are already doing oh, to use Unity. It would have been the contracts, but they've got the clauses in the contract where they would have gone, okay, so we're going to pay you a couple of million pounds, but we want 10 years of rights to be able to use your Unity engine to create our games. Thank you very much. And Unity would have signed it and gone, yeah, f- yeah, fair play, go for it. I mean, I'm not thinking it's going to be a couple hundred, a uh, couple million. It's probably going to be hundred million that they pay a year or every ten years. But that's nothing in compared to, in comparison to their proceeds that they get through all of the game sales and it's, stuff. It's... But for indie titles, like Among Us, came out as like a friendly game that everyone could play. Yeah. During COVID, let's be honest, it was a COVID game. Yeah. And it got so much traction because everyone was playing it from streamers to YouTubers to celebrities. Everyone was playing it. Everyone and their dad were playing it through COVID. And now it's getting fucked over. Because? Because they're not going to be able to pay the licensing fee to be able to use Unity. Because, yes, it's got... uh, One second. How many downloads has Among Us had? Okay, so Among Us was the most downloaded mobile game in 2020 from June 2018 to September 2022. Among Us has been downloaded over 500 million times. So, 500 so they are going to be spanked. 500 million times, not point two. That is 100 million. So yeah, they're going to have to pay 100 million for the licensing to continue play, like doing the game. That's going to mean that, if I'm honest, Among Us is going to Die out. stop. It, they, they're not going to be able to do it. Or the developers will go to another engine or develop their own engine with a team of coders. They, to this is a, have this a, is a question Us... I've got, though. Is Does installing an update count as a new install? Because if so, that's another 100 million just for an update. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the fact is, Goodish just said, that's just mobile. Yeah, that's just mobile downloads. That's not entire entire like PC, Mac, yeah, uh, Xbox, and everything. That is just people playing it on their mobile phones. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But there has been an update on this in the past couple of days. Apparently, the main unit headquarters has had to be evacuated due to credible threats. And you know what? As much as I don't want anyone to get hurt at all, good. Okay. If this um, is what it takes for them I'm... to fucking listen to people, then fine. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Among Us isn't going to be able to do it. I've just on an article here. Among Us annual revenue between 2019 and to 2021. Now, this is outdated by two years, but you've got in 2019 they made a, a revenue of 3.2 million. Okay. In 2020, they made 50 million. And in 2021, it was 86 million. They've never, they've not even hit the cap that they're going to have to pay. They're not even going to be able to pay the 100 million that they're going to need for the subscription to use Unity's engine to continue making their game. If, as you said, if it counts as updates, like they're going to be, what, 114 million in debt. If it is including not only the game, but it's going to be updates as well. 
it's it's gonna screw over so many indie developers and this could be this is even gonna be the death of a large portion of the indie game community or the death of unity and i would like to see it be the death of unity because unity unity need to be bullied like what was that other one that we spoke about uh, if it a was a, if it was a percentile amount, it wouldn't be too bad. Like you earn so no. much, we'll take so much percentage of your annual revenue. That wouldn't be too well, the, bad. Well, the thing is, let's. How many games run off Unity Engine? Lots. I'm hoping that it just comes out with. Okay, seven hundred and fifty thousand games. Jesus fucking Christ! So. Okay, let's just go off. Two million is what you have to pay for the subscription per game. So two million times seven fifty thousand. So if all seven hundred and fifty thousand games, uh, actually no, let's go off the. You were you were trying to read that number then, and decided it were too high, didn't you? Yeah. Let, okay, let's go off of the developers, not the game studios, because it's only two hundred and thirty thousand developers. So, uh, two million times two thirty thousand. Okay, so if each developer paid two million, I know that's a lot. Unity would make four hundred and sixty billion pounds. Jesus if each de- if each developer on this the gamers report from fresh original data from 2030 uh, 230,000 developers who make games using the unity engine if all of them pay 200 million 2 million each that would be 460,000 and no, all my bo- 260 billion pounds. unity isn't even that good of a fucking engine it's shit. It's just some developers are that good that they make it work. Like Thunder Lotus, they are brilliant with that engine. They're among us people. Like, let's face it, the game's great, but it highlights the fact that it is a basic fucking engine. Yeah. The like, thing is, like, it's not like it's unreal. The cost- like, it was Unreal that was costing a fuck. And fair enough, because you look at an Unreal game and you think, Jesus Christ, that could be real. But... You look at a Unity game, and like nine times out of ten, you download an indie game that says "Made in Unity." You sit there thinking, "Oh fucking hell, here we go." You know what I mean? But the thing is, you've got five hundred. So if you reduced it down to five hundred thousand per developer, which is kind of more of a a doable number than millions of pounds, because some indie titles don't have the same revenue as Among Us did. Yeah, five hundred thousand times by the two hundred thirty thousand devs. That's still one hundred and fifteen billion pounds that they would make. Actually, now if they did it as a two thousand times, they would. If they did it as two thousand per subscription per developer, it would be four 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 hundred and sixty million pounds they would make if they kept it at two thousand per developer. Yeah. Now that is reasonable. Yeah, it's still, still a lot, but it's it's, it's more entry lot, level to gaming is a lot than, better yeah. than a million that they'd have to pay, oh, 100%. or a hundred million that they're going to have to pay for exa- just like Among Us, which is the one of the biggest mobile games made in Unity, 
and that was just mobile people. So that's a hundred million. If they, if everyone paid two thousand, which was on that article that I've got up from Forbes, no, not Forbes, uh, PC World, will be uh, the higher tiers of the subscription starting at around two thousand a year. So even if they just stuck it at a standard two thousand a year, no matter what your sales were. I think that's more reasonable for all companies because £2,000, you could take a loan out and you could probably pay that back really quickly, like a business loan or something. Or if your game has got some, some substantial tracking, how many games would that... So £2,000... Uh, uh, no. Um, let's go for four ninety nine per game. Divide, uh, divide it, nah, divided by 2000 no, two thousand divided by four ninety nine. So you'd only have to sell four hundred, well, four hundred and one games on mobile to be able to pay for your yeah. subscription license. Now that is a reasonable amount. It's a to manageable sell. thing, yeah. That's not even including in-game purchases for these games like skins and stuff, which people love. Among Us has so many skins and stuff and maps and all that that you can pay for. 400 games to be sold, and that's just games at 499, not including get, uh, transactions within the game. That would be more reasonable. But if, if they are going to be doing this whole bullshit millions of pounds for the subscription... You're going to kill off what not only the indie market and even some of the bigger markets because they're going to be like, well, you're going to be eating into our profits. So fuck it, I'm not paying you anymore. We'll just call it quits and move over to somewhere else. Two thousand would be a reasonable thing that anyone and everyone can do. Two thousand is like, Change. if I didn't pay any outgoings a month, I could pay for the subscription with one month's wage packet. Now, that's not me bragging. That's just me putting into realistic terms. If I wasn't paying any rent yeah. outgoings for one month, I could pay for that subscription. So a game developer that's getting four ninety nine per game only needs four, uh, 400 and These uh, are developers it's, it's just... that this is their job, and they probably don't yeah. get as much money as we do a month because they are in such a tough climate and it's such a tough competitive market. Two grand's quite a lot. Like considering their other outgoings into the production of the game and their own life and stuff, two grand for them to get put aside is probably like nearly a year's worth. Re realistically, when you look at it, because not everyone's gonna make the next Stardew Valley. You know what I mean? Not everyone's just gonna be like, boom, yes, I've done this, I'm awesome. Except me, because I'm fucking awesome. But you know, it's just. It's I understand that Unity staff need to be paid but at the same time having a look at it uh... what's puzzled me is once you put unity out there what are their staff doing because they're not making the fucking games are they it's other people making the no. games and the fact is what's not to say that you use an older version because that unity engine subscription that you're paying for is going to be for the latest release yeah. What happens if you've got an older release of it that's no longer supported by Unity, but you're creating a game on it? Does then that you, still fall under the, then you go the fact? Go fuck yourself, don't you? Yeah. It 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 honestly is ridiculous, and I uh, I hope this is either a kick up the ass for Unity that they really have to go through lawsuits yeah. and stuff, and it doesn't work out for them, or it's going to be sink or swim. 100%. Yeah. 
or they completely reverse this like they like another company did with the changes that they were going to make way back when um i can't remember what company it was but we can have it i remember i remember exactly who you're talking about the turnaround like, yeah no we're not going to do this now who the wasn't fuck it was twitch? it wasn't it twitch with the um no it was it was twitch it... about the ads and like you can't yes, have it was any the external branding ads. It has shit, to be... yes yeah it was the uh end into a corner oh and they to be fair reversed it dnd as well that's yeah. another perfect example wizards of the coast so it's happened hopefully this is what happened to unity so that these smaller devs yeah. of indie titles whether it be mobile or pc or console still have a chance i do to be feel though, like the e- even that if they amend this loves. even if they amend this i do feel like a lot of people are going to walk a lot of people because they've shown the true colors now and a lot of people are going to fit a bit like when a lot of people dipped out of uh D and went to pathfinder and other alternate it's left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and i do think they're going to make that move regardless of if they retract it or not which makes me yeah, wonder are they going to retract it or they're just going to stick with it and think well people are going to fucking walk if- anyways now I might as well get our money's worth the thing is, it's it's one of those trust things. It's like these companies have been using using Unity for ages now. Like we're talking years, decades in yeah. some cases. Ever since Unity has been around, people have been using it and still use it to this day. And they've come out saying, "Oh, we're going to introduce this thing that we're going to charge you." If they've uh, uh, turned that back, uh, uh, like do a U-turn and say, "Oh no, we we've heard your feedback. We're not going to do it." They've lost the trust of all of their developers and yep. the community of the lovers of Unity games because no one's going to be able to trust that they're not going to do it again, but word it differently. Yeah, and it's going to be coming this back is, round again. This is the other thing: is it does it also does this change also account to games that are already released, or is it only new releases? That that's a good point because you've got all of the established people already. Yeah, which. Uh, potentially going to get fucked over and then you've got new market which people are going to try and use unity as felix mentioned in the chat before it's a powerful engine but universities aren't going to use uh unreal engine because the uh user experience is completely different and in some ways tougher to use than unity i feel like getting getting into this market if you know what the changes are you know where you're going with it if you release a game on unity and you still choose to go ahead with it fair enough you've agreed to it that's your that's a business between you and them but for any game that's already out have these changes done and be like oh yeah so this game you were doing fine with here's debt that's wrong if it depends how the if, if games are already out uh there's like an amnesty and them games are kind of safe from it fair enough because they've not agreed to this deal with them games that they've run. But I I don't know. But we're going to we're going to move off of this because it's a very drab topic. Yeah. And it it, it will piss us off more and more the more we talk about. It. So we're going to finish on a happy note everyone. Happy not me and Sam have wanted like almost ended up talking about several well, times today. Well, what have we got to add before very, we move on? Very very quickly. Go on. Uh, it was on the docket, but I think you've removed it. There is a uh, a lot of controversy going down with PlayStation Plus at the moment with the price hike of the PlayStation Plus uh, subscriptions. Uh, a lot of the subscriptions are now going to be anywhere between $20 or 
thirty dollars, forty dollars more each month. So Damn. your essential year plan is going to go from fifty fifty nine ninety nine to seventy nine ninety nine. Your PlayStation Plus Extra is going to go from ninety nine ninety nine to one hundred thirty four ninety nine a year. And PlayStation Plus Premium is going to go from one hundred nineteen ninety nine to one hundred fifty nine ninety nine, okay. which is a massive price hike considering they've not added anything. Game. Exactly, and you can you you compare it to the competitor of Game Pass, which is doing Starfield and all these other big titles that they're bringing out onto Game Pass from day one. At nineteen, uh, sixteen ninety nine, you you've got no. It's yeah, got no chance no. of surviving if they're not keeping up with the market. I'm I might have to reevaluate my PlayStation Plus. Then. <laughs> oh, it's to God. the point that yes, you pay eighty quid a year for PlayStation Plus. You could put that that money to getting more games on sale. You wouldn't have to get your PlayStation Plus membership. You would just equate what is being reduced or going into a game or CEX and getting a CD'd copy for the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation yeah. 4. And you wouldn't ever have to worry about spending 80 quid a year for just the essential or 159.99, which is fucking ridiculous considering that is, what, five games a month that most of the games aren't really big branded, big yeah. AAA titles. So you get, what, two, two and three exclusives a year. So $159.99, that's half of what a new PlayStation 4 digital would cost, uh, PlayStation 5 digital would cost, and you're paying for, what, five games that aren't even AAA titles, whereas Xbox, you can go out and spend 40 quid more, get the Xbox Series S, and then pay $16.99 a month for Ultimate, which gives you games like Starfield. I'm not saying don't buy a PlayStation, because PlayStation AAA titles are great, but yeah, if you're paying PlayStation yeah. Plus, if you if, if your direct competitor is this far ahead, you need to reevaluate your choices. Basically, yeah, especially considering Game Pass Ultimate is sixteen ninety nine. It's not just Xbox. That like, it, the would, games. it wouldn't be too it's bad if PlayStation PC. at least had Baldur's Gate on there to say, right, they got Starfield, but we got Baldur's Gate. They got the biggest sci-fi yeah. game. We've got the biggest fantasy game. But they didn't. You still have to then pay sixty, seventy quid for. Uh, for Baldscape, which is the exactly. issue. Exactly. I'm not going to say you shouldn't do it. Is, I've done it. It's very fucking good. Get your PlayStation good. Plus if the game titles appeal to you, but at the same time, when Xbox Game Pass Ultimate gives you not only Xbox Game Pass, but it gives you PC Game Pass and cloud gaming, which means you can play any of these titles on, on Xbox phone. or PC on your phone or on your Steam Decks or your Asus ROGs and stuff. It's literally put so much power in people's hands. To I, be able I, to play I must these admit, games. with Starfield releasing, like whilst watching Alfie, and stuff, I've been utilizing the mobile cloud gaming. It's actually, surprisingly good. It is, but you compare the ga- Game Pass Ultimate to PlayStation Plus Premium, and it, there's no way. Like PlayStation Plus Premium, you're still paying two hundred dollars a year, or however much it is a year in great british pounds but that's 200 dollars for xbox pc mobile yeah. portable game systems versus playstation that can't even do one of those correctly or and give you really good triple a titles except for that one time a year that you might have 
Ratchet and Clank come up or God of War come up. It's okay because Sam can just play uh, Last of Us on PC because that part was outstanding. You know what, though? My dad's got a PlayStation 3 downstairs with Last of Us. I have... I'm begging with him to allow me to bring it upstairs so I can play Last of Us up here. Do it. I'm so yet to play Last of Us. I'm thinking maybe Halloween time I might see, but I've got that many fucking things to play, I don't know. Exactly. There is something we are going to be playing, Sam. (laughs) I can't wait. Oh, Oh, hello. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Coming to PC right. and current gen console September 26th. I'm happy. I'm going to have to sell a kidney to get it. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, right, so this month I've had Baldur's Gate and Starfield, then I'm getting Cyberpunk and I'm getting a new anime. They are, they are, they are feasting like kings this month. And then. Coming up after this, we've got stuff like um, Frontiers of Pandora, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. There's so many. At the end of the year, so good. I'm so happy. But, so we get the update too, which is the new skill trees, um, performance things, police system, vehicle combat, cyberware animations, new cutscenes and dialogue in the main story. Like... Idris Elba. It's a lot. Well, Idris Elba's not in the free 2.0 thing. He is coming in the... my mouth when I play the game. Uh, He is coming in the Phantom Liberty DLC, which comes on the... Now, prediction, Samuel. We're going to have a thought process. What do you want to see in twenty in Phantom Liberty, what do you think we're going to see? <laughs> okay. I I'm gonna be open and honest and it's something that we touched base on uh in a personal conversation in the VC. It's the Jackie theory. I I want Jackie back in some way, shape or form. Now I didn't realise that there is an alternate ending part uh, at the very end before you choose your ending that there is a way that you can see uh, Jackie. I didn't know, I don't know either. Now, you have to do two things. You have to, at the end of the tutorial, you'll have to select a certain thing and you have to do a specific mission to trigger it. But it replaces a certain someone that you see in all of them, pretty much, to be your best friend. And you have a convers a final conversation with him. Well, I know what I'm doing when I play through the 2.0 update. Um, I want so I want Jackie to come out and be there. I yeah. really do. Um, I don't want to see Jackie being the end bad. I predict. I I see. He's saying this because I've predicted that Jackie's going to be the big bad of the sec of the DLC. I I want them to start incorporating more stuff from the anime because we're obviously getting a season two of Edge Runners. Yeah, well, they've hinted at a season two around Songbird, haven't they? Which is one of the main uh, characters. Don't know if they're an antagonist or what in the DLC. 
I would love to see that, but I would also I'd like to see it in the way that we actually get to see the characters. It's not just items and spray paint yeah. around Night City. I want to actually see and speak to them, which is difficult because in the first season of Edge Runners, everyone that you got uh, like close to and loved died. And the only two still or out they there just are Falco, which is Matt Mercer, and Lucy, which has good music. I. I would, you know what that that follows to another thing. I'd love to see Lucy in it because there is going to be kind of that net runner feel aspect, yeah, to this. And I hope that this is where Lucy comes out of the woodwork. We finally get to see Lucy in the game. Falco, I would be happy to just for the sheer fact that it's Matt Mercer's voice, but Lucy more so because if it is going to be a more net runner story-esque thing yeah i think that she deserves a place in it and we as the community deserve to see and hear well a lot the thing is they've they've been very receptive and responsive to what the community has been saying and a lot of the community have said they want to see her so with their track record of actually taking into account what the community want there is I, i reckon there is a high chance we could see if not her at least hints to her in it but I, 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 I still stick by what I said her, about Jackie, I'd like though. to hear some, like... I, I would love to hear some updates. Voice, notes, yeah. uh, voice notes and memos and stuff from her. Like, you go on a mission and you're listening to post-Edge Runner things, yeah. like how she's doing afterwards, to get a bit more backstory as to what happened after the events. Because, yes, we played through and we got to see Smasher, which we all fucking hated, and it was like, oh... I'm going to absolutely destroy you. You've killed multiple of my friends. You are going to die in a pool of your own blood and cogs. And I'm sorry, yes. but if I have to disarm you, you're dead. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to save you. I haven't saved him in any playthrough or anything. You can tell Sam's passionate always, about this cat. Yeah. I've always fucking killed him because he's killed anime characters that I loved. He's killed friends in the game that I loved. And I'm sorry, he deserved to die. But... Part of me wants to potentially see him return, return, but in a different aspect. Because in my opinion, he was too easy of a boss, like a boss fight. He wasn't difficult at all, especially if you've played through the game like you're intended to do with side quests and upgrades and stuff like that. You got up to him. And I've seen people use the Sandivistan. Uh, I use the Sandy, Sandy, yeah. Slowing down time and literally killing him with throwing knives. And I'm sorry, but he's made of metal. How do throwing knives kill him? Because but it's a video game, Sam. If, if a lot of the choices were to spare Adam Smasher, I'd love to see him come back. Um, well, this is the thing is we don't know, we don't know what the canonized ending is. We don't. Like I know that I, I know that I, I believe they've the, said uh... female V is the canon V, meaning Panam can't be the canon romance because Panam's straight. I think they need to change that. <laughs> no, but that's just on a personal. Well, um, <laughs> that's just on a personal. Yeah, I, be- I believe from all the address, I believe uh, female V is the is the canon and. That means that Pan Am can't be the canon romance. It'd be Judy or River. I, I would love to see the 
return of these people like Pan Am has something to do with it, even if it's not in a romantic stage, like the Pan Am ending, the nice good ending. Yeah. Um, you, those of you that haven't played the game, I'm sorry, but you basically drive off into the sunset with her. It's awesome. And I'd love to see a a return, whether it's because you're still playing V, you cool you get calls from Pan Am or you can go yeah. see Pan Am. Like, I don't want them to waste the romance options that you had throughout the game and then just completely rule them out. I know that it's a different part of the game, but you'd be cool as fuck if you turned around and were like, okay, well, we, we're going to let you go speak to your romance ball options again. For me, the things I think we're going to see, I do. I don't know if we'll actually see it, but I do kind of want to see a potential of Jackie returning, um, mind wiped as the villain, just to make it hit harder. I feel like Idris Elba's actually going to be one of the villains because I feel like to have someone that charismatic play someone who isn't directly connected to you, I feel like they might have done that as a choice to maybe make it so it gives you a reason to want to side with the villains. You've got your hand up. Are you okay? The fact is, uh, it's just touching on the fact of using the big, big face as a character in it. Jackie was uh, not Jackie. Um, Keanu Reeves' character in it wasn't a bad guy. He was just a techno terrorist that was trying to change the world yeah. for the better. And we sided with him, even though he was a bit of an arrogant bastard. Yeah, and just a piece of shit to people that he had in his life. We sided with him. As much as I would love to see that with Idris, like he's going to help us throughout the game, I think it would be a disservice to have the same thing happen again yeah, with the, another the flagship thing, The thing person. is, though, the, the, the dynamic between you and Keanu is different. Like, Johnny, you two are connected whether you like it or not. Your goals align and you're forced into that pact along the way. And like it or not, you're stuck together. And as you start changing and becoming more like him, he also starts changing and becoming more like you and you sort of grow together, whereas that dynamic isn't there with Idris, and I feel like that's why they've chosen someone as charismatic with some uh, screen presence as Idris. I think they're going to make him a villain because that will give you a reason, because he can hold that presence so well and you want to get to know his character. He would be the perfect choice to draw you in into maybe getting cosy with a villain. I feel like that would be a smart choice by them. Predictable, but smart. So I reckon we'll see that. Um, new apartment because it's a new region. New new safe house apartment thing's got to be a um a guarantee, and because it is all about like space force one, like the presidential spacecraft and stuff like that. That is the whole premise of it. I would like to see potentially us going to that giant satellite space station casino. Yes. Because that is oh, yeah. so wasted not being used. And having watched Altered Carbon and them having a similar thing in season one of Altered Carbon, I want to go there and do that shit. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'd love to see that too. And I'd love to... Is, is that space station place the same place that a certain ending no, it's turns that, up in? No, that's an Arasaka spe- uh, space lab that you're on in that one. It's a different space station. The space. I, I oh wait, no, yeah. See, so there's two there's two see. endings, isn't there? The one where you have the yeah. big mansion apartment, and you get in that spacecraft because you think there's a cure up there, and it ends with you like space walking towards it. Is that the one that you're thinking of? Or were you thinking of the one with the lab? 
the one with the lab where they kind of like it's a it's a constant uh, repeat where it's sort yeah. of like they're trying to the the lab the lab is a uh, is a different one um but the one from the spacewalk we have the mansion and stuff that is that's the um same place that you go into i i reckon if we went up to the one that you had the ending on that would be pretty cool like a bit more of a explanation of like you're because de- depending on what ending uh, is the correct ending you're up on arasaka's star uh like space yeah. station should we see if we can should we see if they've actually not noted who the um which the real one is cyberpunk which ending if I could spell. Which ending? They've refused to claim any 2077 ending is canon. Your V, your ending. Fuck you! <laughs> Just give us an answer! Basic, basically, you think what you want to think. Well, this is a thing because it, me- it means that we're never going to get an answer to V's story because it's left open-ended. And either... It's open-ended and you don't know if you're going to get better and you just die, or you are dead. Like the Arasaka ending. Spoilers, but it's been out a while now. You ba- like It basically heavily hints that you are not coming back from that. If you go with the Johnny ending, you are dead, Johnny is in control, and you finish the game as Johnny, not as V. Like, oh, the other endings, it's like, oh, well, there might be a car out there. Let's go try, but then it doesn't end. It doesn't. It doesn't give you an ending. It yeah, just it's, ends. It's, it's the fact that you escape like Night City to go explore your avenues elsewhere in yeah. hope that there's a, a cure in another city or another state. Which would be a good idea if that was the canon ending. Brilliant, because it gives you a reason to take that story somewhere else. Yeah, but they have said that um, the events of Phantom Liberty do not take place at the end of the game. They are not like end game. It's not like end game events, which means so, they can't find a cure for V in that DLC. Because if you play that before the end of the game, you fucked it. So we know that's not the happening. thing. Is though, when are they going to add it in? Because we obviously play from the time that we put the chip in our head, which then adds Johnny into our not Johnny. Is it Johnny? Johnny. Yeah. Johnny. We play from the moment that he's entered into our minds all the way through to either trying to get him out and our final goodbyes. Yeah. So when is it going to be? Because we play through the entire thing. Like, what What did we do? We slept We slept between one day and we went off and did a completely other Basically. story elsewhere to then come back and it's like the next day. Like, people aren't turning around apart from at the end of... Um, there's like Pan Am messages that you get when she's sort of like, why didn't you call me? It's been months now. Yeah. We're still looking for you. La di da di da. But it's the same sort of thing of depending on what ending you get, V's even not in Night City to do the DLC or V's dead and can't do the DLC. But it, it does make sense that it can't be at the, the end only- of the game. The only one, the only ending that it could possibly be is when you go off to another city. Yeah, but except we've, it's been confirmed Dogtown is just a new region of Night City. But, you know, it's, it's a weird... There's a, lot, there's a lot there to question. It's obviously it's not going to give you the, fi- the infinite 
wisdom and answers of how to fix B's head, otherwise it wouldn't work within the environment of the rest of the game. But I'm excited to see where it goes. Me too. And all we I... can do is give it wait wait ten days and see for ourselves, I guess. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna have to sell a kidney because it's releases on the twenty sixth and yeah, I don't get paid I... until the Friday. Yeah, so... I I won't be playing it until the weekend when I've got the when I've got the money to pre order it. I'm I'm with you there. Um to oh, buy it anyways on payday is what I meant to say. I'm with you there, mate, yeah. don't worry. But that is our lot for today, Sam. Jeez. We've ended that we've was... ended with us both having hard ons for Cyberpunk like normal. <laughs> I hope they've got dog food you know in what? this I've DLC. Got... So it's so bad because I've got a, ba- uh, a wallpaper engine background of Edge Runners with uh Lucy and the dude. Oh, what's his name? We can move a V. No. Fuck, what's his name? Like it begins with an M. David. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be it's gonna be I've got a picture of that to. and then I've got Cyberpunk and I just keep looking at it and I'm like, oh, do I boot it up? Do it. But while Sam deals with that ever changing struggle, it's time for us to go because I need the toilet. <laughs> so. To be fair, yeah. Yeah. I could do with a, a, a wee wee. So thank you everyone for being here. I hope the mic quality has been a lot better this time. I have done some tweaking, so hopefully the dipping sh- that you've had in previous podcasts should be fixed. But until next time, everyone, I've been Yorkshire Bother. And I've been Samuel. Dark MCR. And uh, this has been Cheat Codes Actually episode 10. But until next time, stay sassy, stay slutty, stay sexy. Have something good to eat. Have a laugh, have a cry, have a wink. Don't do anything we wouldn't do, which doesn't leave much. And we shall see you all in the next one. Au revoir and a goodbye, everybody.